And we are back, everybody. Uh, welcome back to Personalized. Um, obviously, I know it's been weeks since the last episode. Um, that one being with my uh, with my father. Uh, I hope you guys really enjoyed. I, I've got some positive feedback, and um, it felt great to get all the things out there for Father's Day. Uh, before we get into the guest for this week, um, I just want to like run through some things with you guys. So look, here's here's what's going on with delay with Personalized. I've moved away. Abby's moving away. Her and I are going through a lot of things, changes-wise, in our personal lives as far as um, jobs and, you know, obviously living locations and such. So uh, we've been up and down on production level. It's more me than her, but um, but we're still kicking. We still have lots of recordings to get to you guys. This week being no exception. Very excited, very excited for this one. Um, if you guys don't know Karen, she is the creator and she is the reason why that amazing Y2K podcast exists. If you guys never listened to it, um, just like always, I recommend stopping, pausing this, go listen to Y2K, enjoy the story, get involved with these characters as much as I am. Just become a fan, you know. Like I, I'm not, I'm not interviewing these people just so, uh, I, you know, just so I could just say, hey, here's this person. I mean, these people I interview, I'm fans. Like they do some good ass work. And Karen definitely puts in heart and soul in that podcast, and I'm so excited for what she's done and where she's going with that. And um, she's a really great person to to work with on things and um, just all, all around. So uh, I won't keep you anymore. Without further ado, let's begin. So out of the gates, like, this is a question I've been dying to ask you in general, <laughs> like, how, well, all right, how the <laughs> hell did you manage or are you managing to do an episode every week, every Friday for an entire year? Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> so you aren't doing them as you go along? No. Well, I am editing them uh, as I mm. go along. Okay. So uh, first of all, I... It's all written. It's all recorded. And I am now, I just released episode eight and I am now editing and sound designing episode 32. So Shit. that's how. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I honestly like, you know, the whole time I listened to it and waiting to come out, I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, that is going to be something I really want to ask you right off the bat is about this. Um, you know, cause I, I, I just, I just recently, or I guess to say, um, only in the past few months started getting the sound, you know, with personalized and uh -huh. helping with the audio dramas and stuff that I'm a part of. But like, it's hard enough for me finding time <laughs> with my own stuff going on to get it done. Yeah. But like you, like a whole year, I'm like, there's no, I, I pictured maybe you were trying to like, um, last year you were knocking it out while you were doing your promoting. And you were just like amazing uh, yeah. to get it done. I'm like, there's, I've re so it's just, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, for, you know, Felicia's on her, she's doing an episode every Friday for, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, all of 2020. Yes, I am. And it's actually uh, 54 episodes because I did a prologue and I'm doing an epilogue as well. So, you know, one Friday uh, on either end of that as well. Um, so, yes, I, 
let me tell you how that started because it was <laughs> it was the story. Uh, so about a year ago, so we're recording this end of February, so mm-hmm. a little more than a year ago. So around New Year's Eve, um, twenty eighteen, I was listening to the amazing uh, podcast uh, Love and Luck, which is also a voicemail audio drama podcast, and I just had this idea, and it was going to be this really simple little thing. It was just going to be voicemails between two people, two long distance friends. And I had the idea and I was like, okay, cool. I could probably do that. That's small. You know, I've, I've never done an audio drama before. Um, and so, <laughs> and so I started writing it and I was like, okay, so this should probably, this is going to take place in the year 2000. It would probably be cool if it aired in 2020 because, you know, that's smart 20. Idea, by the way. Yeah, Fucking well, that's smart. 20 years later, you know. Yeah. So that, mm. that has a nice symmetry to it. Okay, well, that means I have a year to do this. That's cool. Okay. Uh, and then the story was two friends in the year 2000 during a whole year, during the whole year of 2000, um, supporting each other from afar. And they're really close friends. And I was like, there's no way these two uh, really close friends are not going to be in touch at least once a week. Mm-hmm. And so I really tried to do it, um, you know, fortnightly or monthly. And I was just like, well, no, that's not just going to be longer episodes. Because right. I still have this whole story of their year happening. Uh, and I was like, no, that's not going to work. I want... I want it to be weekly because I want us to be able to, or the listeners, uh, to be able to, uh, you know, stay in touch with them as they are staying in touch with each other. And so I tried to fight the story and writing and trying to fight the story is just a really, really bad idea. So I stopped fighting the story and I was like, okay, apparently I'm doing a weekly podcast. <laughs> uh, and then it started, uh, you know, the writing started flowing. Um, and as I, when I written, I don't know, about 10 episodes or so, I cast, um, the first other person, uh, apart from me. Uh, and then when I'd written about half of it, I cast the rest of them because there is, I'm a voice actor on it and there are other, or, um, 11 other voice actors on the show. I wanted to, I want to tell you, uh, really, um, so Charlotte, uh, who has been on Personalized before and stuff, yeah. and I've, I've worked on many parts. She Love was the Charlotte. one to kind of, um, you know, she kept mentioning Y2K, Y2K in a lot of our conversations. Um, and then you had the episode on um, that the, what is it, the audio drama network, the prologue you had, um, um uh, the International Podcast Month. That's what, that's probably. What it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are so many different audio drama, uh, yeah. company <laughs> things. It's just, <laughs> but, but you listen to that, and I was like, oh, wait, you know, oh, this is that thing she was talking about, you know, and mm-hmm. um, and that's when I really got the meat of it, you know, uh, when I heard um, someone, I don't remember who, but whoever was doing the credits that said, you know, um, starting 2020 every Friday, I'm like, there yeah. is no way <laughs> this girl is doing every week. That is crazy. Yeah, I know. I know. And that's the reaction I get. Uh, but I'm doing it now, and... Um, you know, I am a drama teacher and, uh, I studied theater directing and for my job, uh, I'm more or less a project manager. So I am super organized and super planned. So that is another answer of how this is possible, you know? That, 
that's something I really wanted to dive into with that. Um, you know, sure. with you being a drama teacher, how does mm. this? How does you being a drama teacher affect your schedule on Y two K or vice versa? Well, the thing and your is, other podcast, but I guess right now with Y two K. Yes, well, yes, I have two podcasts, but yes, yeah, so uh, we're staying with Y two K for now. Um, well, I actually don't work as a drama teacher anymore. I work as more or less a project manager for international projects for um, high school students. So I still work uh, with students, but I don't work as a drama teacher. Um, so the actual scheduling, I have, uh, you know, office hours um, and I have mm-hmm. a family and I have a very uh, supportive partner, which uh, is, and it, it was just pretty much essential, um, you know, in, in this kind of thing. And uh, I just do work whenever I have a spare second, you know, when I was writing, I would sit down. There was no time for me to be precious about my writing and sort of wait for the inspiration to hit. It was just sort of, okay, I have five minutes, I'm going to start writing. And, you know, sometimes it was really crap, but, you know, at least I was getting it done and I could change it after, you know. Um, But on the other side of things, me being a drama teacher and me having uh, worked with improv for years and years and years and having worked with students, I think it it informed me um, as a voice actor, of course, but also I think trying to support uh, my actors and, um, you know, dialogue editing is basically directing, though you're not doing mm-hmm. it, um, live, uh, with For your sure. actors. Um, and, or I actually have, um, uh, Janice who plays Kat, uh, who was in your, uh, little Valentine's greeting thing. Um, mm-hmm. she lives in Sweden. Oh, super personalized. Yep. Yes, so I don't yes, know why yes. I was crossing my mind. I'm like, I have a Valentine. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking about, Vincent. These past few months have been flying, but. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, uh, Janice actually lives about, you know, half an hour from me. So she records mm. at my house so I can direct her. Oh, that's sweet. Um, which is really good. Uh, and we also record together whenever we have dialogue, which, you know, we don't actually have dialogue that much because it's a voicemail show. So we send each other voicemails. But, you know, there is some dialogue. Um, now, And by the way, when you say you're a project manager, does that mean you have to – are you working from home or do you go to the – you said office hours. Do you go to the office? Yes, um, I have an office. I work for the education administration in my city. So oh, I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's it's actually really fun. <laughs> and I get to travel a lot for work as well, which is, you know, it's it's fun and it's also exhausting. But, you know, yeah. Take the Have you ever the left the, left um, Sweden, like in another country, for any other traveling? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I work with international projects, so it's mm-hmm. mainly European projects because most of them are financed um, by the EU. So um, this year I am going to let's see, Finland and um, the, the Netherlands and Spain and somewhere else that I've forgotten right now. Oh, um, Poland for work. Hmm. That's awesome to even get to to get the travel. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I said before in the podcast, I have actually never left the country, but I yeah. I one day am hoping to get to, and I want to go like first destinations Ireland or Australia. That's like my two on the chart that I, I'm dying to go to. Well, I've been to both Ireland and Australia, and they're both awesome. So you know, <laughs> pick one and go. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of, you know, uh, international and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I suppose, um, I would say, I guess, traveling, but 
Um, you know, you're you, you were born in in Sweden, right? Were yes. you born in uh? And I'm gonna try. I'm probably gonna pronounce it wrong. Um, Gothenburg. Were you born there? Yes. Well, I wasn't born in Gothenburg, but I was born mm-hmm. in Sweden. So I moved to Gothenburg when I was uh, about one year old. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've always had a facility for languages. I uh, and I've always had a love for English. I don't quite know what it is, but I just love the language. And when I was 14, uh, we moved to Belgium. My whole family moved to Belgium. And so um, I went to international school. Uh, we stayed there for four years. And my international school was, uh, I mean, it had a, loads of nationalities, but also it taught me this accent. <laughs> so that's what happened. I, I learned this accent in Belgium. What kind of accent does Jess have from Y2K? Like, is it... Um, you know, and I'm, that might be an ignorant question on my part, but, you know, as someone who's, who's never left the country, who's never really experienced a lot of, you know, your European accents or so, like, um, in the story, so one of my understanding, um, just left London, right? So in the story, my character who I play, Jess, um, mm-hmm. she's Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I not registering that? I swear to God, that's how bad I am with it. Oh, that's cool. Um. That is basically because I was like, I can't play the Swedish character because I don't sound Swedish. And right. now I've actually found my Swedish accent. But I was like, okay, I, I have to play an American or Canadian uh, character. And um, Americans tend to say to me, ah, are you, you're not quite from the U.S., are you? You're, mm. Are you Canadian? And I'm like, mm, no. Not even close. So I was like, okay, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll make my character Canadian. And also I made her a Canadian who's lived in London for four, for five years and then moved to New Zealand. So if her accent is messed up, you know, it's fine. She's been living everywhere. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's a cool, that's a cool way to look at it. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like for the longest time, like I'm, you know, listening to it. I'm like confused. I'm like, all right, they keep saying flat. And they keep saying, you know, uh, you know, they live together. I'm like, there. She says across the pond. So I'm like, there's no way one of them's in the U.S. There's no way. And then I, I somewhere along the line, Kat had said something that registered me that she was in London. She might have directly said it or something mm. like that. Mm. She did. She does many times. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm happy that you're following the story rather than the sort of uh, small details like that. Um, mm-hmm. So Kat is has this. Swedish accent and Janice who plays Kat is a Swedish um, actor but she's a Swedish actor with who doesn't have um, like a very pronounced Swedish accent she does have one but you know it's not um, she's someone who has also lived uh, in all sorts of places and um, lived with English as a, a you know a, a main language in her life for a long time so she has a facility for that. And uh, so, yeah, so I, we, I have two displaced characters, basically. I have Jess, who is Canadian and who is in Auckland, New Zealand. And I have um, Kat, who is Swedish and is in London and UK. That's awesome. That's a lot to keep up with. It's <laughs> still, <laughs> still, like you, like I said, you've done a hell of a job. And like, I guess the biggest thing I really want to give you is just, and, and I know I've said it like a million times this episode in the last 15 minutes since we started, but. <laughs> Just doing the audio like for once a year, like it's or you know for once a week, a whole year. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean it it is, but also I intentionally wrote it as a minimal sound design mm-hmm. uh, project, right? Um, and of course, you know the that just back and forth uh, 
to uh, two friends back and forth. It didn't quite turn out like that because as, as I was writing, I kept adding characters. So the first one I added was the uh, framework character who is in 2020, uh, mm-hmm. Olivia, uh, played by Kirsty Wolven, and who is um, a UK actress. And uh, Olivia is a completely, you know, different character. She's in the now and she is, uh, she's a post millennial, you know, she's 19 (laughs) years old. So she's in a completely different uh, era uh, to the other two. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think that to me, that really helped set it in the, in the now, as in why are we listening to these, you know, found uh, voicemails? Um, And then I have all sorts of people popping in to the voicemails and we're only, You've only heard up to episode eight, which is where we're at. So you haven't heard them all yet. You haven't heard Charlotte, for example. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember it's funny. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I guess it was like one of the first few episodes I listened to. I was like, you know, I DM'd her. I was like, hey, uh, you know, you know, listen to Y2K really. Like, and I said, where are you? Like, where exactly are you? She's like, oh, I don't come up to like week 56 or something like that. And I'm like, holy shit. It <laughs> <laughs> didn't occur to me. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, Charlotte plays um, uh, Kirsten. Kat's, yeah, Kirsten, who is Kat's mother, and oh. she turns up in mm, episode, I think, twenty four, mm-hmm. maybe or something like that. So she's not that. She's not in episode fifty. Well, she might be. I, but. I might have been exaggerating, <laughs> but it was, just, it was just such a funny concept yeah. of the idea of. Of just forgetting that it, sh- you, it is, you know, a whole year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I think she turns up around June, somewhere around there. Um, and of course, you know, she's Danish. Um, and that, because she applied for, uh, or she auditioned for uh, this part, uh, that turned Kat's mother into a Danish woman who happened to be living in Sweden. Uh, so that was fun. <laughs> so I want to, I want to circle back to, um, you know, we had said earlier about your two, your, you have two podcasts, mm-hmm. you have Y2K and I'm going <laughs> to ask this name up, but yep. go ahead. You know what? It's better if you, all right, I'll try it for the listeners. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, debt Nova Farda. I think I fucked it up. <laughs> okay. So, uh, in Swedish, it's, uh, it's a pop mm-hmm. culture podcast, uh, or I say pop culture, and it's actually pop culture and literature and um, performing arts. Um, but mainly it tends to be pop culture. It's me and uh, two friends. Uh, one of them plays um, a, a character in Y2K as well, Anna. Um, and uh, we're nerds and we talk about pop culture. And that's basically it. And we have a lot of fun. Um, and I produce that and edit that as well. And that's basically where I sort of, I suppose, got the confidence to say, um, oh, I actually know how to, I actually know how to uh, edit a podcast. I actually know how to distribute a podcast. Mm-hmm. I have some idea of how to do social media. And of course, audio drama is incredibly much more complicated. Um, exactly. I agree. <laughs> which I sort of knew, but which I learned even more <laughs> in this process. Um, so yeah, uh, but I think and we that's been going on since um, twenty eighteen. So we're up to episode seventy five or something like that um, at the moment. So how did you how did you three come up with you know the I would say idea, but con- you know clearly you know you said you know you're a geek just like a, <laughs> most of us here. But like yeah. where where did you at one point did you three sit down and say hey let's make a podcast about this? It's actually 
I mean, I'd been listening to so many podcasts and uh, I was just inspired. And I'm the kind of person who uh, I like a project and I like to mm-hmm. get things, you know, get things started. And I'd been thinking we should do a podcast, the three of us, because, you know, we're uh, we're very old friends and we always have such a good time when we meet and we never meet enough. You know, we, we don't see each other enough. And uh, one of the ways that actually having a podcast has helped us is to see each other more, which is, you know, silly. But, um, yeah, you know, ad- adulthood isn't treating this uh, seeing your friends a bit uh, very well, is it? Um, so I, I, sa- I, was, I was having a lunch with Lena and she actually said as a joke, uh, and I didn't understand it was a joke at the time, but she said as a joke we should start a podcast. And I'd already been thinking about this. So I was like, yes. And it's going to be about this. And it's going to be called this. And we need to get Anna on board as well. And she was like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, okay. <laughs> and I just ran with that, basically. Um, and uh, yeah, and they were, I think, both of them, I mean, they were very happy to be on board, but they were a little bit shell-shocked, I think, for a while there. Um, so... Uh, but That's now they're awesome. happy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so have you? Do you ever? Um, I, well, I mean, I'm assuming you know. Of course, do you ever? Um, is there you ever try to you know mention Y2K on that podcast or you know any form mm, of? Sure. I guess. Uh, I guess advertising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, usually, actually, when uh, someone, one of the yeah the other two co-hosts have dropped mm-hmm. out for whatever emergency reason, and we're like, oh dear, what we're going to talk about? We can't talk about what we prepared. Uh, all right, let's talk about Y2K. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so we have like, I don't, I don't know. I think we have about three episodes on Y2K sprinkled throughout last year in Swedish. And then, uh, we have two episodes that were bonus episodes, um, cause we took a little bit of a winter break for that podcast, uh, mm-hmm. where we actually added on the, uh, the two, the first and the second uh, episode. So, you know, to just try and cross promote a little bit. And it, it, it worked, I think. At least we've, you know, some listeners listen to both. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and this happens to be something I, I commonly ask um, with someone else who has their own podcast stuff. How does your, your, your family and your significant other and um, do you have kids? I don't know if you. I have kids. You... Yeah, I have two kids. How, how old are they? They're um, six and eight. Oh, so they would be too young, I imagine, for, I mean, or, <laughs> for Y2K yeah. or uh, the other one. <laughs> yeah, they they don't really. I mean, they're really interested, uh, and mm-hmm. they love the logos, and they love the buttons and badges and stickers and all that stuff. And you uh, do the logos for both of them or just, yep. or just Y2K? Yeah, for both of them, and yeah, I do. That's awesome feeling, too, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, I, lo- I love graphic design, so that's probably mm-hmm. why. Um, but yeah, they're not a part of any of the podcasts. Uh, my husband actually has jumped on board um, for my pop culture podcast quite a few times, and usually, again, <laughs> as a sort of emergency co-host. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, he's a nerd as well, and he's really smart, so it, usually it works out well. Does, has he sat down and listened to your to the Y2K? And I imagine he's had to have, right? He sounds I mean, like he, he sounds like a very supportive husband. <laughs> he is, and he has listened. He ha- but he is a little scared because he knows that it's going to be 
uh, quite a lot of me being unhappy and upset. And even though mm-hmm. it's not me and it's me acting, he has a hard time with that. So he hasn't actually listened up to the latest episode because the last two, um, Jess, pr- my character, yeah. were pretty was pretty um, upset. So well, I that, think I mean, he's that, that, that's pretty. Um, I would say noble. I mean, noble. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's a nice. It's a nice. It's a nice gesture and a nice, um, very sweet. You know, to for him to to look at it that way. You know, he doesn't want to hear you being. Um, upset even if that even if it's fictional yeah i mean i think it's just um, i mean it strikes an emotional chord for him and it's the same if i have to record uh because you know i'm a voice actor as well uh, apart mm-hmm. from y2k if i have to record being really upset or yelling i really really try to do that when no one else is at home because i mean they can handle it but both my husband and the kids they get they get upset you know Right. And even though my husband is an adult and he very much understands that this is just acting, it's just, it's still, you know, and I, I can I can relate to that. I mean, he doesn't do any voice acting, but you're very cued into the people that are close to you and uh, hearing them being distressed is, you know. Um, I do want to ask, uh, with Y2K, are you, is this a, is this a one shot, I mean, and when I say one season, one year? show or is this is this going to be something you do with a, another season or another year in the future without, uh, i mean without spoiling <laughs> the story i guess perhaps. like i said i'll cut this out if needed no it's it's fine um so i am thinking of a season two for y2k i haven't committed mm-hmm. to a season two yet uh, and that's basically where i'm at what i have said and i think i've said this publicly is that it will it will never again be weekly Right. Okay. So I will, you know, I am doing, <laughs> I think the, my, my last episode of season one is on the 1st of January, 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after that, it will not be weekly, um, probably ever again. Season two, definitely not, uh, if there is a season two. But I have, um, I've started writing season two. Um, so yeah, there's a scoop for you. <laughs> <laughs> Is there is there any other audio dramas you are and again um you uh I guess for say if, if this is something um public is there any other audio dramas you are currently in production with or is this just is it just Y two K and just um the Swedish pop culture one? Well, uh, as a voice actor, you a lot of the time have to keep a lot of secrets. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, for so sure. So I am doing that. Uh, by saying that uh, there are things that I have sent off lately that I cannot talk about. There are other things that I can definitely talk about. Um, I have a character on Copperheart. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been on two episodes of Copperheart, and uh, hopefully I will come back. Uh, she left in the um, second episode, but I mm-hmm. am... I am uh, hoping she will come back because I love playing that character. She is uh, very, 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 very dark, uh, which is so cool. Uh, and also Michael J. Rigg is just such an amazing writer and uh, showrunner and um, sound designer. So it's just a, a joy to be involved with uh, his work. Uh, I can also say, uh, because it's on the website now, so... If that isn't official, I don't know what is. Um, I was in, <laughs> uh, I think, four episodes of Vampires of Whitechapel um, this past season, and 
uh, I will be in season two as well, <laughs> which is really cool. I love that character as well. Uh, so yeah. you have acted in 20 different podcasts currently yep. that you've, that, that, are um, that I can't even find yeah. any information on. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, with 15 coming up. Now, if the 15 doesn't matter, this, what has been your, and, and I, I will say exclude Y2K, so you don't feel <laughs> pressure, but what has been your favorite or your most meaningful role? Oh, right. Um, so that's really hard to answer, of course. But I mean, I have to add a caveat that, of course, some of the 20 are very brief. You know, it's one mm-hmm. one off, one episode. It's things. still something that you have put your know, persona with, you know, like, yeah, you know, with with what I tell my dancing cast, you know, I'm like, look, you know, even if your character is not even but maybe one episode, one scene, your character still matters to me. And I want it oh, to yeah. matter to you. So oh, if there's yeah. something about your character that you want <laughs> any notes or anything you want to send me you want to discuss is there anything you know and again this doesn't mean this character won't return yeah definitely i loved playing matilda on mirrors um Mm -hmm. i love mirrors i i was such a fan uh before i got the part and now i'm even more of a fan and just getting those scripts for season two after i just sort of binged season one i was just like this is the most incredible thing uh i think jamie killen is an incredible writer and the story that she's weaving in mirrors and in her other podcasts as well um spines and the six disappearances of ellen mccray is there she's just such an amazing storyteller and playing matilda uh, first of all i got to do my rp which uh, i don't get to do that much and i love mm-hmm. doing that i love doing the, that's very, role playing right no uh that's received pronunciation that's the uk uh the queen's english uh the very posh well. uh british english I deserve uh, a smack in the head for that one. <laughs> sorry? I said I deserve a smack in the head for that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. No, but I got to do uh I got to do that and uh, and I I think that is just so fun. But that is also a lot of the time when I do that accent, it's just a very, you know, distanced, um cold, posh person. But Matilda is very much uh, you know, she's a woman from the eighteen hundreds and she is you know, a proto-feminist and she's trying to forge her own path and she's a scientist and she's so, I just love that character so much. And she's uh, finding out these things about the uh, um, ghosts, question mark. I'm not going to spoil Mirrors if anyone hasn't listened to Mirrors. Um, if you haven't, go listen to Mirrors. It's the most incredible podcast um, and the most incredible story. So, uh, but Matilda is very near and dear to my heart. So that's one. Uh, and then I have to add, um, Adrian Booth from Copperheart. I've only done her for two episodes, but mm-hmm. I just love that character to bits. Uh, she is, she comes in and, uh, is pretty villainous, uh, which is such a good challenge, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I kind of want to I I, wouldn't, I guess I say share by the time this episode comes out I think I'll be okay to say it um <laughs> I, I'll know I'll know before I release it but um I actually kind of got the experience what you were talking about with you know being a fan of mirrors and then getting to mm. get a role in season two mm. um now I I granted I have worked alongside Postal Roach um mm. podcast company and actually have a podcast that you know I'm executive producer of Three Husks mm. with them um. And to the cast and production team, um, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm close enough to say that, you know, it, it's really felt good to, to be brought into the, the family, per se. Mm. But just 
Thursday for, or Friday night, um, Persephone Rose, she, mm-hmm. who has who had been on the podcast previously, she had um, she had reached out to me and she was like, "Hey, uh, so how do you feel about being an Emperor Pig season two? Um, with uh, and my my character for Three Husk is literally my name as it is. I'm I'm voice I'm mm-hmm. voicing I as if as if you know I was in the the hostel roach the rogia universe Mm -hmm. so you know she's like hey how do you feel about you know um vincent having a uh cameo in season two or 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 presages being there and i was like i mean i can't tell if you're fucking with me or not but uh yeah hell yeah and so (laughs) she was like yeah i'm gonna send you a script and like like within the next couple hours you know um and, uh, we, you know, episode one or episode one of season two script was released and, um, you know, I was brought into the fold with, for the, the Emperor Pigs and turns out they had already written like the entire episode that includes a big scene with me from Three Husks in it. And, mm-hmm. um, my co-host Persephone Rose and Carlos Ortega from Three Husks and as if one of the characters, um, and spoilers for anyone who has listened to the episode <laughs> by now, <laughs> um, where we, we, you know, where they we we get introduced to to the emperor pigs cast mm. and just seeing that like written down like it was incredibly honoring you know it was something yeah. i was talking about like this makes me so happy <laughs> and they had written me so well and Aww. you know three husk a lot of three husk is just straight um improv right but the they had actually nailed my improv character so well with the the, the lines they had written it's just oh, wow. it, it is amazing feeling <laughs> I love that. I mean, it's, it is such a, and that is one of the really cool things about uh, podcasting and about uh, audio drama, audio fiction as well, that there is a possibility and the step to move from fan to creator or from fan to a uh, voice actor in this case is, is not that big, you know, there is a way right. to uh, work with those people that you admire. And that is just the coolest thing ever, you know, like, our mutual friend and I know bring up Charlotte had, mm-hmm. uh, um, she had recently been on the episode of, um, the gray worm. Uh, no, was it, was it gray worm? Um, recently no is podcast. no sleep. Yeah. No sleep. Very and, exciting. You know, when she, when she kind of, uh, kind of, you know, told me that, you know, that, she, that there was going to be a no sleep episode come out like the next day with her in it. Mm-hmm. And she was like freaking out and stuff <laughs> like, you know, cause she had told me like, months before that how like no sleep has been like one of her favorite podcasts of all time mm-hmm. um you know and she loved it so much and she was like i think she even mentions mentioned in her personalized episode that she would love to get a role yeah in no sleep podcast yeah i actually went with i went to copenhagen and met charlotte and we went to the uh we went to the no sleep live show which was excellent and uh yeah so it's very very exciting <laughs> and i'm thrilled for her yeah uh, by the way, I did. I heard her side of the event. Like, how 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 was that for you? Know you getting to you know because not just was no sleep there. I mean, you guys got to meet other other productions from or not, but other people from the No Sleep podcast, right? And actually got to because um, there was pictures all over and there was you know, all <laughs> sorts of posts, not just from YouTube, but from the No Sleep people as well. Yeah, I mean, the No Sleep crew are are just such lovely, lovely people. Uh, and we sort of hung back a little bit because we didn't want to uh, crowd anyone. Uh, but they are do, they do such an amazing thing after their live shows. They say, we want to meet the audience. We want you to stay around. 
We want you to have your picture if you want to. We can sign cards for you. Uh, we'll give you a hug, you know, if you want a hug. Uh, and it was just so lovely. And just watching them in action um, with all the fans, because there were loads of fans there. It was just so beautiful. And then afterwards, I talked mostly to, uh, I think, David Alt um, and uh, Erica Sanderson, and I met them the following weekend because that was Pod UK in Birmingham. Uh, so, mm. so that was really weird meeting them uh, sort of a Sunday night in Copenhagen and saying, okay, well, uh, we'll see each other on Saturday in Birmingham. But, you know, but the whole, the whole gang was just lovely, just the friendliest, loveliest people ever. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy to be on that. <laughs> I know that's, you know, just getting to to watch everybody, you mm. know, um, you know, and even when I get to to you know, and like I said, like for example, with Amber Pigs, you know, getting to not just watch or be there, but you know, be a part of a production mm. that you're generally a fan of, yeah. it, it it it's something out of this world. <laughs> I mean, I've had that happen with um, both um, the White Vault and uh, Vast Horizon mm. as well, which is God, Vast Horizon was so good. Yeah, I, I, well, both of them are, you know, in my top five of podcasts of all time. And uh, uh, and White Vault, I've listened to that show, I think, probably like seven times all the way through. I just love it so much. And it's just so that uh, whenever somebody says, um, oh, what is audio drama? Tell me more. I sort of check what kind of things they're into. And I recommend one of two podcasts. I either recommend, if they seem like, you know, they want suspense, horror, thriller, I recommend The White Vault because it's so immersive. And I tell them the story of me walking around in the middle of summer, sweating, yet freezing because it felt like I was in Svalbard and there was just <laughs> snow everywhere. Or if they seem like more lighthearted comedy types, I recommend Oz9, which is the silliest, most wonderful space comedy ever. Um, and I've actually been on that too. I've done a cameo mm -hmm. on that, which is just amazing. Uh, so yeah, I love that. <laughs> so, all right. So if I, if I was, I just want to try to be in your shoes. If, if someone, or it, you know, if I was talking to someone and figuring out what podcast they would like to suggest them, mm -hmm. this is my mindset for, you know, you said uh horror murder kind of, or mystery kind of type. Horror thriller. Yeah. <laughs> horror thriller. Okay. So we're alive for sure. Mm, yeah. Hundred percent. Good choice. Uh, that's number one. <laughs> um, have you listened to Blackwood? No, I have not. Though it's on my list. Oh, of course, it's on my list. <laughs> Blackwood was really good. Like I don't know. It kind of, it kind of leads off like a season two, but I haven't mm. seen anything from them at all okay. on that. Um, I don't know what's going on with that. But mm. that the that first season was it was crazy good. It was just mm. it summing up without any spoilers. It's just like three kids investigate like uh, a mystery around this myth about this town they live in. Mm, yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. Brilliant. So what would be your comedy recommendation? Um, so, <clears throat> um, I won't take my own horn, <laughs> lot, but, but I will say, um, I, I, I deeply love what they're doing with voyage to the stars. Oh, um, that's new for me. Tell me. Vo yeah. Yeah, it's it's there. So uh, it's an improv podcast. Oh, um, it I seems love like you know, similar to how we do Three Husk, and mm. there's you know other podcasts are starting to rise. It's like 
basically they have a structure and a guideline of the story that they want to do, but the dialogue and most everything else is improv. Mm. And they do so well. The cast do so well on, um, on going off of each other. I mean, and one of them is, um, uh, Felicia, I think it's Felicia day. She did Mm -hmm. the, uh, was it the guild TV show or web series? I believe. Cool. Um, her and everyone else in this just they're just like you know they're halfway or almost at the end of season two and mm-hmm. season one i mean it was just it's so they they've done really well with compelling a story and comedy together mm. yeah, that's um, but great. i would say <laughs> but i i think I, I like i said i think that would be that one or fugitives um which i just recently listened to is that max and um uh ivan fugitives by story glass I haven't heard of these. I, I am writing them down. <laughs> I, I'm always after new uh, new shows to listen to. So yeah, actually, the Max and Ivan there. It seems like there. It seems like a UK podcast, but okay. it's like two best friends are like IT guys discover this like this secret murder cult mystery kind of thing revolving. Mm. Um. And they go on the run trying to find the secrets of it. And the the two main characters that rip off each other in such a comical way that it's just, it's it's an entertaining delight. Cool. I love that. And I love, I mean, I love improv. And I love that you do um, an improv show. Because I've done so much improv, but not in podcast form. And uh, uh, that has been sort of an idea percolating in my mind when, you know, when I've done all the other stuff that I want to do, which is, you know, a lot uh, that's something I'd love to uh, pursue at some point. Oh, I want to share with you something funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kind of goes back to, so this goes back to um, Vast Horizons. I mm. believe, I'm pretty sure I could talk about it because um, <laughs> it's not going to happen, uh, I believe. me. So when we first started Three Husk, we were going through picking guests and stuff mm-hmm. and getting episodes lined up. And um, we, <laughs> I had this crazy idea. I was like, I want somebody from Vast Horizons. So mm-hmm. I, I reached out to Travis and I was mm-hmm. like, Hey, can we talk about Vast Horizons uh, meeting up with Three Husks? And he was like, uh, yeah, sure. So he called me up and we talked for a few minutes and he was like, so so what's your idea? What, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, to be honest, I want a character for Vast Horizons. Um, and he's like, okay, which one? I was like, well, see, that's the thing. I love all of them. That is so, you know, and clearly, you know, the the, the big two is just, it's mm. it's so hard to choose. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go on live here. Can we have, can we just, can we bring the AI on? Yeah. He's like, you want to bring Tanya. the ship onto that? And I was like, well, I mean, I am pretty sure between us, we can work out the story for it. And he was like, all right, tell you what, take some time, think about it. I'll think about it. Um, we'll, 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 we'll reach back up on that. And I was like, all right, cool. I spent the next couple of days like trying to figure out how I would do a story <laughs> with with what and again without spoiling Vast Horizons mm. what happened in Vast Horizons mm. was this um, after the uh season was finished it was during the season so he right. that's why a, li- a lot of it, a lot of it was him's like well you can't really have this character or that character or this character mm. and I'm like I'm like oh man <laughs> something's going to happen I know something's going to happen that's mm. that's what's going to go on and you know, you kind of get my drift. Yeah. But it, it, let's just say it's not going to happen for obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but it was such a funny concept of just 
me trying to explain to Travis, like, you know, I think it would be funny if we brought her on to three us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, we we haven't we haven't actually recorded in a good bit um, because of everything else going on. Mm. But um, if we haven't, then I'm pretty sure. I have I have notes somewhere on for Y2K on three husk. If we have, mean you haven't <laughs> talked. If we haven't talked, it's because I literally have not like gotten back into getting with guests. Yeah, we haven't talked about that, but uh, sure, let's talk about that. <laughs> it it can definitely happen one day. We'll, so we'll leave our notes. We'll we'll reconnect someday in the future. Um, whenever we finally start recording again, and I I would love to have one of even even if it's just Jess or yeah. whoever we could easier with scheduling. Cool. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, I guess I guess we should, um, you know, we we've talked uh, so much about the podcasting, you mm. know, when we, and we touched on your life at home and stuff. But but what is it? What does Karen do when when you're when when she's not like when I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm <laughs> speak, I don't know why I'm speaking third person on that part. <laughs> but like when you're not doing podcasting and you're not. Um, you know, working working for the school system per se. Mm. What is it you like to do? What do you enjoy doing? Thing is, uh, there isn't that much time left over between a uh, full time job and kids and family, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, releasing two podcasts every week. And so, uh, <laughs> so th- with that, with that said. I'm a nerd. I I love reading. I love sci-fi fantasy. I am a young, uh, YA um, YA fiction nerd. Uh, I love, you know, I love Marvel. Uh, I'm not a Sam- comics Ooh. person, but I love Marvel movies. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and of course, you know that the whole all of that, of course, feeds into my pop culture podcast and. Having read a lot and, uh, you know, still trying to find time for reading, uh, though mm-hmm. it's much harder now, <laughs> let me just tell you. But it does help when you're trying to write. It's just one of those things where it, it helps you. Having read a lot informs you mm-hmm. when you're trying to write something and write a story. Um, and apart from that, you know, well, as obviously has become clear, I listen to a lot of podcasts and uh, same. mainly um, sure. <laughs> audio drama, but yes, I listen to a whole bunch of nonfiction podcasts as well. So uh, there is that. And then, you know, I try to hang out with my friends, but <laughs> there's not much time left over for that. <laughs> yeah. I have so to start a project you... with them. Podcast. I have to start a new prod podcast so I can. Oh, with your kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what would you do for a podcast with your kids? Like, you know, um, yeah, I think, I mean, I I, a, I would wait until they're older because they're not old enough to really consent uh, right. to, to oh, get informed consent uh, to be, you know, uh, online yet. So I would wait. Uh, but if they wanted to do a podcast with me uh, later on, you know, when they're teenagers or something, that that would be awesome. But they won't want to do that because they're going to be teenagers. <laughs> they're they're going to, you know, want to do their own thing. Are they so? Uh, you might have said earlier, but are they two? Are they two boys? Or are they or are they a uh, boy and girl? A boy and a girl. Okay, so I have an idea for you. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. So what if you when you when they get older, clearly freaking set. Mm. You have a podcast, right? And you could call it a Spy Two K spinoff, but it's you, 
calling them <laughs> during the day. It was like, hey, just want to check in. And then their side is just like, mom, again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we need to find some variety in this. But as a as a sort of startup point uh, for an improv, yeah, sure. Let's go. Let's go with that. <laughs> you always need a starting point for improv, so that works. <laughs> yeah. So, um, when you said Marvel, yeah, what is your favorite Marvel hero? I love asking this question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, this is hard um, because i I have so much. Uh, I have so much appreciation for so many of them. Can I guess? Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right. From what I know about you, <laughs> I have t- I only have two guesses, uh-huh. and I'm I'm really hoping. I feel like you are either a Loki girl, like you are. You love Tom Hiddleston, and you love the Loki character, right? Or and again, now, now, wait, wait, wait. I need a hint. Do you read the comics or are you just into the movies? I'm into it's the okay. I'm I into just... the movies. I'm not a comics. I mean, I've read some okay. comics, but no, I'm not a comics okay. person. Now, does this count for MCU or are we wrapping Fox and Hulu and Netflix? Into We're it? doing MCU, I think. Let's stay there. Okay, well then, I'm going to say Scarlet Witch. Ah, I feel like you like right. some of the little intelligence too. Yeah. Okay, those are really, really good guesses. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I was going to say Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. I did not see that coming. No, that's okay. <laughs> I I mean, I would, much as I love the uh, gentleman uh, superheroes, I would never have picked uh, a guy as my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Scarlet Witch was a better guess, even though I really appreciate Loki as a character because he's just fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually thought in the, um, latest one, I think it was the latest one. And I, now I can't remember okay. what any one of any of them is, are called, but I, I really thought it was fun that, um, Thor was fat. Yeah. Yeah. That would have, that was end game. Yeah. That was the latest <laughs> one. The, the last one with that batch or something. Um, I thought that was, <laughs> I just yeah, thought what- that, you know, cause he's a, for all of the other movies, he's been such you know a hunky hunk, mm-hmm. and just uh, seeing him seeing him have such fun being you know fat. Hey, what's funny is um so a close friend of mine and um I, I've I've mentioned several times on the show, but he all right first of all he's a big pop collector now, which is I guess you could say kind of my fault because <laughs> last year Brendel and I went to um a, a local pop culture comic con because mm. it was around the time for her birthday. And we went and, you know, he found out what's going on. He's like, he gave me some money. He's like, hey, can you please get me something? Just anything. And I'm like, anything? He's like, yeah. And he's a big Thor fan. He's a uh, diehard Thor right. fan. And I was like, and not just because of Marvel, but just because, you know, the, the mythology itself mm. with him. He loves Thor. So I get him the golden Thor pop. And uh. that literally started. <laughs> he has pops like <laughs> topping like almost topping over off his dresser and his wife claims me 100 percent. well it sounds like it is your fault you know yeah well, <laughs> well so uh you know he's his main thing is collecting the thor ones mm. um he finally they finally released the thor in the fat suit um pop and the name for that pop is bro thor <laughs> Is that not the funniest thing? <laughs> oh, I love that. I <laughs> I would have had no idea, but that is a perfect name. It really is. <laughs> oh, that 
is funny. I I was never um, a collecting nerd, so I don't have. I mean, I guess my big, my two big fandoms are uh, Buffy and Doctor Who, really. Uh, and I don't collect anything uh, from either of them. I'm not a collecting nerd, but you know, I just watch again and again. You know. <laughs> you know, you said you're not a collecting. Well, all right. I guess with Buffy, I would do want to say with Buffy. How do you feel about the? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed, but with the 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 big swirling rumors about. Buffy returning because yeah. apparently Joss Whedon, mm. um, who you know, uh, he has a, I think it was Joss Whedon has a big hand in, in with the whole Buffy stuff. Yeah, I actually uh, investigated this for my for my uh, pop culture podcast. I don't know if it's so true, it, if it's confirmed or not. Yeah, so it was for confirmed record. last year that it would happen mm-hmm. last year, and they had a showrunner picked out, um, Monica something. And it was going to be, it was not going to be, uh, it, it was just going to be a some sort of slayer in some sort of time slot. It wasn't going to be Buffy again. So that was what mm. was confirmed. And Joss Whedon was going to be um, a big part of that. And not the showrunner, but, you know, um, you know, on the production side. But nothing happened. And I tried to, because we did one of those, you know, what are we excited about happen- 2020 episodes. And I try to find out, okay, what is going on with this? And there is nothing. So it's stranded somewhere. Um, I was, when there, because initially there was talk of, of a reboot, and I was a little lukewarm towards that because I was like. I'd be a little worried more than anything yeah, I think about. I mean, I'm always. Maybe a movie, start with a movie would be okay, but don't yeah, do the series yet. I think yeah. the series would be a really bad idea. I mean, I. I rewatched. Um, I I listened to this amazing uh, Buffy podcast called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and when they mm-hmm. started a few years ago, I rewatched everything again, and I rewatched it, you know, many times. But I did the whole, the whole, the full rewatch, um, and you know, it has aged. There are things that are not really okay anymore, and things that you could um, definitely look at and reconfigure. Um, however. I think doing a sort of some form of sequel in a in the Buffyverse, absolutely, I am one hundred percent on board. Go for that. Just do it well. When it comes to reboot, uh, yeah, I'm a little now. Uh, maybe I I don't know much about. I I watched it when I was a kid. I did. Mm. I did watch a little bit of the TV series. Mm. Um. I don't so I don't know much so please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> but would a good idea for a movie be and I, I guess you could say this kind of cliche, but I think it would I think it would fit pretty good with the whole Buffy thing. If if you have like, and I don't know the time frame, but like a granddaughter or a great granddaughter, um, of the Buffy line. Yeah, well, I think the the whole uh, lore is that uh, there the Slayer line is not um, biological. I mean, it's not, you're not somebody's oh. daughter. You are called as a slayer. And they're, I'm not mm. going to spoil Buffy because, you know, if there are listeners out there <laughs> who haven't watched Buffy, what are you, what have you done with your life? Go do that. Um, but there are things happening in season seven, which sort of put that, puts that into a new light. And also there have been a continuation after the TV show uh, in comics. And I have read all of those. So there are things that have happened there that makes it a little hard to do something like a straight, you know, just 
following the line. Uh, you'd have to do something mm-hmm. clever. And I am confident that they can find something clever to do. Uh, and I still hope it will be made, you know? Um, are you, and I, I'm, I don't, I don't think this is off topic for that, but like, <laughs> are you any by chance a Van Helsing fan and not just the, the movie, um, or any of the movies, but just in general, the idea of the Van Helsing? I mean, I've watched, I think I definitely the first movie. I don't know if I've watched mm. any of the others. Nah, not, I mean, in, in as much as I'm a, you know, I'm a nerd and I like, uh, that kind of movie, but uh, not particular, no. Um, so sometime a couple few years ago, sci-fi started this fucking TV show called Van Helsing. Mm. I did not know but, that. Now, without spoilers, <laughs> going into it, you know, um, without, I mean, you know it has something to do with the name Van Helsing or the idea of Van mm. Helsing. And to an extent, it does. Season one, to me, was really good. I think they've done an amazing job with doing something with the name Van Helsing. Mm. Season two was pretty good. Um, like I said, I think they done again even good. But season three, <laughs> I, I started like I started the first episode when I was so excited that the Netflix had finally hit gotten it. Yeah, I started it. Could not have been more disappointed Aww. and ashamed of the any what little fanism I have with just the idea of Van Helsing. <laughs> oh, that sucks. That really does suck. I mean, I had that. Um... And, you know, I, I'm a Marvel person, not a DC person, but I had that with The Flash. I, I thought it was, you know, I was it was cool. It was a cool TV show. I was like, yay, there's a TV show called The Flash. This is really cool. And it mm-hmm. started, and I was like, this is not very good. And the actors weren't very good, and the writing wasn't very good. What's going on? And I stuck with it for, I think, two seasons or something, and I just couldn't, I couldn't shake that feeling of, this is just not very good. I want it to be good. But it's just not mm-hmm. very good. Storytelling oh is mm, lazy. I am so glad you brought up DC. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is something I've said over and over in the podcast, but they, uh, to an extent, I, I really need. So Brendan and relationship is built on the foundation of, or I'm sorry, it's not. It's one of the, <laughs> the things that we have, um, I would say, I would, in, in similar common, but. Um, we tend to to find time to dabble in is that you know we're both not just comic fans to an extent but um you know the movies as well and everything mm. else i'm i'm marvel i'm big into the marvel <laughs> i like dc i don't dabble into it too much yeah. and it's opposite for her ah. she, she likes the marvel movies but anything else that she prefers it to be dc okay interesting she hates the cw series any of them with everything <laughs> in her it feels like and when they recently had the, and I was actually semi, and for not having seen any of the ones, I was ex- excited for the idea of the big, huge crossover they were mm, doing with the yeah, DC not too yeah. long ago. Um, they had the the Flash scene that had um, whatever the CW Flash is, I cannot remember his name to save my life. Mm. But, and then they had Ezra Miller's Flash <laughs> meet up, and the enjoyment I got of hearing her come unglued just at the idea of that scene was. Probably one of the funniest things I've heard in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know. (laughs) She goes, and I quote, it's like trash meeting another trash. Why are we having double trash in the same TV show? (laughs) Oh, I love 
love that. Uh, yeah, sometimes. I mean, one of the things that my husband and I love to do is watch TV and critique it as we're watching, um, which kind of, which is perfect for us. And we do it a lot. And we've sort of, after, you know, 12 years together, we've perfected this into an art. But it also means that when other people join us, like, you know, when we're visiting my parents or when we have friends over and we happen to watch TV, we don't really censor ourselves. And especially I think my mother was just like, stop, stop criticizing the thing we're watching. And I'm like, but, but, but that's what you do. It's the whole point. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we need to sort of um, calm that down a little bit, I think, um, when we have other people I- there. <laughs> I wish I could say we do that, but our thing is, is she, all right, so her, <laughs> I like to be quiet. I like to try my best to focus on what we're uh, watching. And her biggest thing is if it remotely, remotely doesn't interest her, mm. she's on her phone watching it. So she's on her phone looking up every now and then. And so most of the stuff for us is me like, hey, <laughs> hey, it, it's on, we're watching it, come on. And then she'll look up and then we'll see it and then she'll go back and then I'll try to remember that we're trying to watch the movie or I'm trying to watch it. And we don't usually complain about much until like the next day is when it really hits me. Mm. I'd spend some time thinking about it, whether or not I liked or disliked that show or, or mm. whatever. Um, we actually recently, um, and I feel like this is something that listeners may have been waiting to fucking me. Turn off. We just recently finally finished Game of Thrones. Uh, we just finished right. it last weekend. <laughs> I have not watched Game of Thrones, and I will not watch Game of Thrones. Um, however, Cat read the books. Uh, well, however, Cat, who plays or Janice, who plays Cat in my show, she is the hugest Game of Thrones um, fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you know when it when it came, I it, it there was just too much um, needless violence against women, and I was just like, no, 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 this is not for me. I will not endorse this. I will not watch this. Other people can have their fun, and I'm just not gonna. Not for me. I will say that with all the flack around it, mm. with season eight coming, you know, with everything, every all the the, mm. the, the I guess shit it got, <laughs> yeah. Which I I, I am one hundred percent sure you know at least about a little bit of the shit. Of course it got. I do. Yeah. Like it was everywhere, especially mm. with the fucking Starbucks cup scene. Mm. We went in that season like worrying, you know, uh, I guess nervously, but more stressed out. We we're like, man. This is going to be shit. <laughs> we got to prepare for it. Okay. And like, we got... You got sucked in? Yeah, well, I mean, every episode, it, was, it wasn't it was that bad. They, there was a lot of weird things, but it wasn't that bad. It was definitely worth watching. And then like, when the shit finally hit the fan at the very end, that's when like, we're both yelling at the TV finally for the first <laughs> time of like... Yeah. You know, just in, in dis disgrace about mm-hmm. some of the stuff they did on there but it yeah i think it was worth getting through okay yeah it's just, for me it's just you know there's so much other stuff i can watch or rewatch right. uh, that it's just not for me but you know uh what, what what's the last thing you watched recently that you actually enjoyed um <laughs> well i for another podcast, I recently watched um, a Swedish movie called Aniara, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, is based, it's a, basically a space, a spaceship going into nowhere. Uh, it's basically a disaster, but there's no rescue in sight. Uh, and you know that from like minute five or something in the movie. 
Uh, and that mm. was, that was surprisingly enjoyable. I did not expect to enjoy that as much as I did. Um, also, uh, my husband and I are working our way through the blacklist. We had never watched it, um, from the start. Uh, so we just started, we're, I think we're on season two now or something. So we just started and their, um, mid, mid season finale in season two was actually pretty good. And that was especially satisfying as we'd been spent all of season two yelling at the screen going, you're being stupid. You're making stupid story choices. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. No, I can't watch this. Stop doing that. Um, and then they actually resolved it in a pretty good way. And I was like, okay, cool. Hopefully now we're moving into better territory with this show. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, do you, do you by chance watch any documentaries together or, um, Hardly any. It, you no. just prefer the fiction. No, it's okay. ba- basically fiction. I mean, he <laughs> he watches uh, what I um, like to call Hitler TV. Sometimes, you know, uh, <laughs> documentaries about the Second World War, and um, they just uh, bore me to tears. So, no. <laughs> Hitler TV. I've never heard. That's a funny concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, actually, he doesn't do that that much anymore. But he used to do that a lot, and I was just like, okay, you do your thing. I will not join you for this. So you had said you two have been married for 12 years? We've been married for 10 years. So we've been together for 12. 10. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. That's, <laughs> um, if you don't mind me asking, where, where, like how, where exactly did you two meet? Like what, tell me about this story. Oh, that's that. a story. Um, we actually met, um, seven years before, seven years before we, uh, got together mm-hmm. at Ackman's event. Oh, <gasps> Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I like this story. I, like <laughs> I know, this. Uh, and he was dressed as a monk, uh, and we met, and we uh, got very. Hold on now, hold yeah. on now. You're not gonna skip. What were you doing there? Like, were you I, dressed I was as dressed anything? up uh, in eleventh uh, century uh, garb. You know, I was. We were oh. doing medieval reenactment, um, and that was a uh, quite a big part of my life for many years. Um, not so much now, but I still have the. I still have the gear. You know, so. Maybe one day. Uh, so we got very drunk and we made out. And then uh, we sort of said, okay. Uh, and we met again, you know, like at medieval events. We lived in different cities at this time. Throughout mm-hmm. the years, you know, like maybe twice a year or something like that on average. And we had our, we each had our, had, you know, our, um, our own relationships and uh, joys and uh, sorrows and all that stuff. Uh, and then we re-met at uh, a medieval event, and uh, uh, a friend of mine who is very much um, a matchmaking type said, you know what, um, he's single now. And I was like, hmm, really? Okay. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we got together at that event, and uh, we haven't looked back. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. As Bert Kreischer says, secret time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I don't know how, I guess you could say I do, but um, for the past two, three years, let's say three years, I have been working a part of our local um, Renaissance Festival. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I sadly currently do not think I'll be able to attend this mm-hmm. year, work this year, um, work it because of everything else we got going on, but um it the, our first time going me and a buddy of mine years ago um 
like I've never been to one. I, I like the idea of one. Mm. Um, but I've never been. And so, you know, we we're like, fuck it, let's just take a weekend and go. So we went down there and like mm-hmm. day one of being there, like blew my mind. I did not know this was a thing. I didn't know <laughs> that this is how deep people goes with um how you know, how how adapted and how intertwined they could be with, with actually, you know, acting and dressing up and mm. dressing up for this, you, yeah. know, you know, dressing up for this, this time or this occasion. Yeah. We literally that day want to get in there. I think we were like the first people there. Like it was the, 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 the company's first year opening. We were the first people there hours before the gates <laughs> opened up. Yeah. And we left out of there kind of like, you know, very attached to it, very emotionally, like to the point where like, like I, this, we literally told each other, like, I don't want to do anything but this for the rest of my life. Like, I wish I could just work here. Like, I wanted to quit everything else I'm doing and just Aww, work here. That's so lovely. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, we ended, I ended up started went back and started working for him, working with him, and um, doing the events with him and stuff. And um, it, you know, and shout out to the uh, shout out to the Alabama one. I mean, it's just like. <laughs> It is. It's. It's just something being there. Like if no one, if any listeners never been to one, it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, my uh, organization is part of the um, the SCA, the Society for Creative Anachronism, which started in the U.S. Um, in the '80s, I think. So that is a little bit different from um, Renaissance Fair, though. Of course, you know it's um, very much related, and I think the experience is probably related. Uh, but it's basically, you know. Uh, People dressing up and uh, living their dream, you know, uh, and being in that moment and in that era. And it's just a lot of the time there's such a wonderful uh, spirit, you know, people are so happy and it's just such a joyous occasion that, um, yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to find um, the exact, they have a year. Theirs is a bit different mm. um, as far as the year for theirs, um, but I can't find, they have it on the website, the Alabama Medieval Fantasy Festival website, but I can't find <laughs> what the, the hell they had uh, said it at, but, mm. um, you know, when you when I first came on to it, or, and uh, it was just, you know, coming in from, coming there in like jeans and it's just a damn t-shirt, <laughs> like not knowing what the hell was going yeah. on. Um, how was your experience when you first started, like going, like, how did you get into uh doing that well uh i'm i i sew uh i've always made my own clothes quite a lot Uh, i don't have Mm. time for that as much anymore but my very first um medieval event i made a dress for it uh i think i made one dress and two underdresses and then i brought a blanket instead of a, a you know a cape um and it was it was fine, you know, nobody cared. <laughs> I had tried and that was the main thing. But it was just that was one of those very small events. It was maybe like 30 people uh in the woods uh trying to uh do medieval live medievally for a weekend and it was just so much fun. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Um like I said it's it's something I wish that I could literally just do for the rest of my life. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so do you two still do that now that you know no, you have kids? And- uh, no, uh, we've uh, sort of put that on pause. We haven't been to 
an event in maybe, I don't know. Well, my oldest is eight, so I would say probably eight years. <laughs> but it's something that I want to get back into and it would be, would make sense now that they're older because, you know, how fun is that for a kid, you know, to mm -hmm. go into a space where all the grown ups are also uh, playing pretend, you know? Uh, so we will get there. We haven't done it yet. That's awesome. Mm. Um, so, you know, as we start winding down, I, just, I do want to ask, um, so you have, you know, you have your, your, your family, you're going on with, um, you know, with, with the school, you know, working at the school, mm -hmm. you know, the, the pop culture podcast, the Y2K, the voice acting, mm -hmm. but what's next for you, um, whether it's this year or next or in the next coming years, like what's your next big adventure you think you might want to dabble with? Well, um, well, I did sort of hint that I do have a season two for Y2K. Mm -hmm. Kind of, it'll probably happen at some point. Uh, I might need a break before it happens. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do, you know, I'm, I'm doing this year and then we shall see whenever that might, may, you know, may turn up. After that, I do have an idea for, um, a second podcast, uh, or a second audio drama, I should say, or, yeah, second audio drama. And, uh, I can't really say anything about that apart from it will be very different from Y2K. Um, and as mm. I was writing Y2K, ideas kept popping up for, uh, you know, other shows. I think that's one of those things where creativity, when that happens. creativity sort of, uh, leads to other creativity and it's sort of, the uh, the immediate urge is to stop doing the boring writing that you're doing and start with this new fun thing. Exactly, <laughs> it's such a pain. But if you do that, you will never finish the thing that you were doing. So uh, right. yeah, I try to be disciplined on that. But yeah, I do have um, an, uh, a second audio drama. Mm. One, there's one last thing I do want to ask. Um, if there is any, you know, uh, personal advice you could give to a listener, anybody who is starting out um, in in the voice acting mm. or starting out trying to produce or uh, or act in their own podcast, um, whether it's a whole yearly one, <laughs> a monthly one, a whole season, um, you know, what advice would you give this listener if you could see him right now or, or talk to him? Uh, I think I would... I mean, those are different things. So if you want to get started in voice acting, um, I think probably if you have never done any kind of theater, what I would advise is that you join an improv group because not only is that so much fun, but it also will give you so many good skills that you will need as a voice actor. Also, you know, uh, practice as a voice actor. There are many different kinds of voice actors, but you are often asked to portray different characters and, you know, practice that practice getting into the emotional space of, um, you know, different characters, very different from you and just audition. Cause as a voice actor, you get most of your, uh, especially in the beginning, you get most of your, of your uh, jobs through auditioning and realize that um, you're not going to get, you're most likely not going to get rich from voice acting uh, or from podcasting for that matter. So uh, you have to, you have to love it. Um, and if you don't love it, you know, find something else that you love to do for someone who wants to start a podcast, whether it be a nonfiction podcast or a fiction podcast, I would just say, 
it's never going to happen if you don't start. So, you know, today is as good a day as any. Just start working on it. Uh, do have a little bit of a plan, uh, depending on what you're doing. But yeah, just go for it. You know, you can always, uh, if you make a mistake, you know, it's fine. Who cares? We can fix it in the next episode. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Karen, for that. <laughs> well, you know, it's just off, off the top of my head. <laughs> Um, and again, thank you. Thank you. I know it's late there, but, but thank you for sitting down and talking, um, and you're talking thank on you. personalizing. I've, I'm, I'm very excited to see what, see what comes next with Y2K and, and how this year turns out with it. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, without pushing, but you know, whatever else you have up your sleeve, I, <laughs> you have done really well with Y2K. Oh, thank you. Um, and I, I'm super proud to see what you do next. Oh, cool. Well, I mean, thank you for doing Y2K detective. I mean, if you, <laughs> if your listeners want to uh, find the hashtag that um, Vincent is doing, which is Y2K Detective Detectives, I think, where you're doing just yeah, a- I literally don't know what where that came from. I just like <laughs> when I was like, you know what? I want to help promote her. I want it. I want to do something funny. I don't know. No, actually, I think it may have been just what I was talking about. I'm like, I really want to tweet about this. So I was like, oh, I'm going to make this up. It's And such then from there, fun. I was like, there's no way I don't do this every other time, at least. It is such fun. It is just you know, uh, silly and fun, and yet it sort of uh, captures something of what happened in that episode. And it's just, uh, I'm, I'm so happy you're doing that. It's fun. <laughs> I, I I will say I I will try my best not to, to slack on it. My only, this like for instance, like this week was kind of like, I was like, fuck, I don't know what to say for this one. Yeah. Like, I literally don't know. I'm like, you know what? I, when it hits me, I'll do it. When it, yeah. when it when it comes to me, I will do it. <laughs> I mean that that's the way these things have to work, right? You have to you have to get the inspiration and grab it. And if it doesn't come, you know, it, maybe it'll come next week. You know, right? That you works. have to be uh, genuine with it, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um. And again, thank you so thank much. Thank you. It's been fun. <laughs> this episode features Karim Heimdall from the Y Two K podcast. You can find the Y2K podcast at y2kpod.com or at their social media tags at y2kpod. You can also find Personalized on social media at pdpcast. We'd love it if you follow us, share with us your favorite episodes, and leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to find more podcasts like Personalized, you can go to gravityundone.net and find other podcasts such as Space Brains, Exit Plan, and My Creativity. And again, from all of us here at the Gravity Undone Network, thank you so much for listening and joining us. My name's Olivia, and this is the Y2K podcast. I found a bunch of files on my mum's old laptop. It's 20-year-old voicemails between my mum and a friend of hers. Hi, Kat. You always know when something's off, don't you? Jess, oh, it feels so great.
was Rachel. She's... <laughs> wow. I feel... Uh, empty. Sending you hugs across all the oceans. Oceans of hugs? That's perfect. Y2K. New episode every Friday all through 2020, starting January 3rd.